Hey, here we're back now. Spent a little break, fell down some stairs, nursed a boo-boo. Did not fall downstairs, actually. I lied. Just making up some excuse for why we took so long. Had to go to the, uh, the store for some milk, like some of your fathers. Joking! <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to episode six of uh, Views from Drew. Uh, as you can see, we're down a co-host, cohort, I don't know how you want to pronounce it, an uh, executive producer, however you want to say it. Uh, hopefully he returns and in better form, but you got us. What else do you need, you know? We're back from the store with the milk. Heard you's an NBA superstar now, son. Uh, so, you know, it's me, Brizzy Briz. We got Stretch Him Out Chris. And got Deli Dells. How you guys feeling today? Oh man. I'm okay, evidently my son's an NBA superstar now. Yeah, that's why you came back. <laughs> I'm doing good. Nope, uh, that's a yeah. That was a beautiful intro, bro. I Thanks. loved it. Every every week you get better. I know, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it, you know, keep people on their toes. Um so I don't know if you guys have seen his shirt. Uh what did that say? Can you spell M A R V E L? Marvel. <laughs> um, I'm a little excited because uh, I watched the season finale of Loki. I don't know if you guys that are listening or watching are fans of it. However, you should be because it is the greatest Marvel show ever. I don't like the confusion that Chris has on his face. Would you like to elaborate? No, my screen changed. That's that's. Oh I'm yeah, did it just rotated? Did uh, Deli get kicked? I believe he might have. Hey, sorry for the weird cut. Uh, we just had some technical difficulties. Um, but yes, um, we were doing. Uh. Excuse me. <laughs> cut that out. Um, we leave that one in. How do you guys feel about the Loki season finale? Anybody? Come on now. I liked it. I thought it. I thought it. You know, introduced um, what's eventually going to be like one of the biggest and baddest villains in MCU coming up. Um, so I liked the finale. I liked the dialogue that um, he who remains. I, I want to be spoiler free for those who. Have not watched this yet, but I guess it's going to be insanely hard to do. You got a week to figure it out, right? Um, but I think it introduced. I, I guess I could say his name. Who, he who remains is actually Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be in the um, Ant Man and Wasp movie. So I think it's going to. I, I, I like the season season finale. I thought it was pretty good. It left me wanting more. So I think it did its job pretty well. And to piggyback off of Chris, I'm just going to say the same thing Chris just said. It was it was done amazingly. Um, the dialogue was fucking amazing. Like, to think that most of the show was probably, like, them just talking. is <clears throat> like, pretty amazing. So it's like... I like when um when I'm watching a show and the dialogue can keep me entertained. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. When it's like it pulls you in so much that you feel like you're sitting there right with them, and you're kind of like, 
Like, how are you going to reply to that? <laughs> but yeah, it was great. I thought it set up so many different things, like, yeah. that's coming up in the Marvel Universe. Like, they plan on doing, like, the What If series and stuff like that. And those are essentially alternate timelines with variants in them and stuff, quote unquote. So I just feel like everything that's coming after this, like, has a plausible, like, if something, like, deviates from, like, the course of, like, what's normally expected or what's, like, from the source material, whatever have you, I think that this episode, like, really gives it um, an explanation of, like, why things are happening. Like, it's an alternate timeline. It doesn't have to necessarily be super accurate. Like, not that they were to begin with. I mean, they deviate from the source material anyway, but I think that, like, it it just explains things so nicely to where everything doesn't have to be, like, comic, 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 comic. You know, well, uh, are there any TV shows coming out between now and the Eternals? I think the What If series. Yeah, What If, but that's not really that's his own universe. That's yeah, just doing whatever. And so Eternals know. is our next no. progression, technically, to the story in a sense. Right. I don't know that. I think we did this earlier. The Shang. First. Shang, no, you said Eternals before Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi, September, Eternals, November, oh. Spider-Man, December. <laughs> Sounds like a children's nursery. <laughs> like you're trying to get them to remember. <laughs> I'm not going to remember September. that. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. Um, but I was really, 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 really. Really, 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 really pleased so, with so that I have, episode. So I have a question for you gentlemen, based on that. Is Loki yes. the best of... Yes. Can I finish the question? Just for, no, for no, 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 no. I heard Loki and, and best. Yes. Is it the best out of all yes. the Marvel series yes. that we've seen thus far? Yes. yes. Hands down. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. I actually, I actually liked um, Falcon and Falcon Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier a little bit better than I did Loki. Personally. How? How can you? <laughs> what do you mean how? It's my opinion. It's not a fact. Jesus. I no, mean, I want you to defend it. Well, first of all, I, think, I, I personally think it was a little bit more engaging because it wasn't dialogue heavy. I think it was a little bit more action and a little bit more fast paced. Um, and of course, I'm not saying this like it's a detriment to Loki. Loki, I thought was fantastic. But I just feel so like, I like <laughs> get your bridges out of. I almost said, uh, uh, what? <laughs> you can. You're entitled to think what you want. I'm not gonna FCC. <laughs> I'm not going to go there with you today, Barrett. Anyway, wow. Um, I just felt like Cat. I mean, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was a little bit more uh, engaging <laughs> for my taste. Um. I've been heavily, I, I've a little bit biased, I'm a little bit more heavily invested in Falcon character. So Because he's black? No, has nothing to do with race. <laughs> I like the character, that's all. Okay. Is that why you also feel that Captain America is the leader of the Avengers? And he not is the leader of the Avengers. He, he is, is not the leader. He is the leader of the Avengers. Everybody can put up a, the same thing. We're going to put up a poll, ladies and gentlemen, who keeps up with all this stuff. Who is the leader of the Avengers, Captain America or Iron Man? Is it the guy in Captain America who just banks roles and just builds things? Or is it the guy, Captain America, that's on the field actually giving them orders to what to do 
and the guy that actually says Avengers Assemble. Yeah, roll your eyes. Uh, you know I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I don't agree. This? Iron Man died. So what? <laughs> no, I, it was more than that. Don't let him just belittle <laughs> my point like this. So what happened was I said Iron Man is clearly the leader because he comes up with the he comes up with the plans. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. How's he done? If it was his plan, he would be the one saying it out on the field. You look at Avengers. You look at the first Avengers movie. The, the cops are literally looking at Captain America. Why should I take orders from you? He kicks the alien's ass, and then they repeat the orders that he just gave. You think Thor is going to follow around the guy that can't pick up his hammer? Come on, bro. All valid points. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The gas All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. Um. Damn right you will. No, whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there because I don't. You guys kind of crushed my pride a little bit, but it's fine. Um. Actually, let's talk about vulnerability. You know. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty vulnerable right now because I feel like I was attacked. I feel like it is a solid argument for either, you know, character. But uh, I'll default to you guys because, you know, you guys, you're, you're ganging up on me. Um, but in society, is that how men feel in general when they speak about their feelings? Does it feel like, let's, I'm gonna, I guess, personal experiences. Do you feel like whenever you open up to someone or feel let them know your inner emotions, do you feel like you do you feel comfortable opening up to people or in general? I'll start with you, Deli. Um, me, no. Um, I am not one to open up. I'm not an open book, but I will say that I guess I've been vulnerable with certain people. Um. It does take a while, and I don't know if that's because uh, the way we grew up or the fact that we grew up where we grew up, and it was never taught to us to be vulnerable. So I was just never one to be like, hey, guys, today I'm really sad because my hamster died. Fucking hamsters. I have many hamsters. RP oh, not the hamsters. RP Julie. Hey, RP Julie the parakeet. Yeah. Wait, Julie the parakeet hamster? No, I had a hamster named Julie oh. and a parakeet named Julie. <laughs> 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 girl. I had a. Uh, this yeah. is this is what I have to work with every two weeks. Parakeet <laughs> hamster parakeet. Yeah, you could name like my name, my uh, my iguana flick, like from uh, a bug's I life. Flick. I yeah, that. flick. You had an iguana. Yeah, I had an iguana and a snake. I wanted an iguana. Flick, you. I mean, I didn't tell, and it was very abusive. Yeah, flick was not a happy camper, <laughs> but I also wasn't the best pet owner, so he could be barely upset about that. But his name was Flick, and then I had a snake. I named him Flick Jr. I was really creative. That's the third face bomb I've done this episode. We're early. Flick Jr. In this. Flick Jr. I didn't. 
I wasn't sure what other name to come up with, so I said Flick Jr. <laughs> See? Bro? He didn't the, flick. The snake, I don't know. The snake's head exploded. Still to this day, have no idea what happened. What? I don't know what happened. I swear to God. Came home, head's gone, maggots. Don't know what happened. Don't know what happened at all. If you're a snake expert, please explain to me what happened. That I is have no idea. Horrifying well, thing for a person to come home to. Unless somebody murdered my snake. And they if that's the case, that's I will find you and I will murder you for killing Flick Jr. Maybe 20 Flick, years later. Maybe Flick. <laughs> Flick is oh, the ghost of Flick? <laughs> I don't know how we got here. We're supposed to be talking about men villainability. We're talking about getting revenge for animals. Um... Christian, do you have any say on men vulnerability? You you started on your story. I I completely forgot for a second. That was even the topic (laughs) that we were talking about. Um, But but I guess like it's a combination. Like just to piggyback off of what Dell said, it's like it's like a combination of multiple things. Like it's a combination of where I guess you know people grow up at. Um, But I think it's also a combination of like like society teaches men what they have to be. Like. I think we're put like, especially like as minorities, you know, in contemporary society, a lot of pressure is put on us to be like providers and to be strong and not show emotion and stuff like that. And that's like kind of like unspoken societal rule that we teach uh, young men from very young. Um, I guess in my personal experiences, like it takes me a while to warm up to people. So I can share things about myself and maybe not particularly right off the bat something that I consider like pretty vulnerable or whatever have you like with y'all of course like I can share because I've known y'all for xyz amount of years like um I feel comfortable sharing most like you know uh thoughts and emotions and stuff with y'all like y'all know stuff about me I dare not tell anybody else but like let's say that I meet somebody and hit it off as friends or if I'm dating somebody or whatever have you, I'm not initially so um, quick to share things. Like, it takes me a while to be vulnerable around people sometimes. I, I, like, I have my guard up when it comes to sharing stuff. Like, I selectively share, if, if that makes any sense. So I think it's kind of weird with me, because, like, I open up to people quickly, but at the same time, I don't trust them completely. Right. So, like, I, so I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't know. I have, like, a shell. Like, I, like, I trust you. But I don't trust you. Right, it's like being a turtle. I understand. It's like I let you in on enough, and to see what you say, with the stuff that you have, and then that determines how I treat you afterwards. Yeah, yeah. it's like I guess it's like a test kind of thing. Like I'll let you know mm-hmm. some sensitive information, and let's see if it gets out. If it gets out, I know it's you, <laughs> and then I'll treat you accordingly. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, being vulnerable is overrated. Who wants to be vulnerable? It's overrated. Being vulnerable is overrated. Do you not think it's it's overrated? No. You don't need to express your feelings. You need to (laughs) suppress everything and deal with it with yourself. All right? Suppress everything and let it turn into cancer. Yeah. Let it turn into tumors in your head. And and you just... Obviously, this is a joke. This is the satire uh, satire portion of the podcast. Obviously, you should find at least a couple individuals, if not at least one individual that you can seriously combine in and be able to tell, you know, y- your darkest secrets, like 
I hate being tickled after 11 p.m. And <laughs> I feel comfortable saying that to them. <laughs> because well, if you I hold... I like the feeling that that's true in your case. I don't... I'm not ticklish, honestly. <laughs> um, I might... It, well, it, actually, I have selective ticklishness. I don't know if that's... Okay, just continue so, the original point. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to expound on this. So... Like sometimes I'm ticklish, and then other times I'm not ticklish. So it's really weird. It depends on like the mood, the weather. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Selective ticklishness. Look I regret it up. even giving you that opening. <laughs> I regret it. Uh, but what I was saying is, you shouldn't internalize all the things and problems you have because it's a lot for one person uh, to take in, especially in today's society mm-hmm. when you're exposed to so many things. Like I was going to make a post the other day, but I was like, eh. I'm not going to say anything, but this is what I was going to post. So, in today's society, you see so many people on social media. And it seems like they're all, like, busy, booked and busy. And everybody's got money and such and such and such. But it's like, you know, those people, probably broker than you that you see flaunting and flashy and all over the place. That's just the lifestyle they want to portray to the outside world. That, you know, I'm out here getting it. But a lot of those people have internal issues that they deal with that you'll never see. But you should always be confident in what you have and be um, what's that? content with what you got going on. Because you're comparing yourself to the next person, nine times out of ten, you're going to compare yourself to somebody that you can't keep up with or you think you can't keep up with. In reality, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. You don't have to be in, you know, Bora Bora with uh, uh, what's the Tory Bricks getting shot in L.A. or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Okay. I don't know if you noticed. Anytime Tory Bricks is around someone, What's they always seem to get robbed. I don't know what that is about. Don't I'm don't come to anywhere I'm near Tory Bricks. No, I have no beef with you or whoever <laughs> is around you. Whoever's doing that. Yeah, whoever's like just following you and robbing people you like. Um, but be content with who you are. If you need to take social media breaks, um, if you need to, just delete them in, in its entirety. You don't need it, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's that's my TED talk. Uh, you guys got any other remarks when it comes to men vulnerability out here? I think that we're getting to a point where it's more acceptable, but it needs to be embraced a little bit more. Like. I like the fact that you said that you should have at least one person that you can confide into, like whether it be like a spouse, significant other, or or uh, uncle, uncle, mom, family dad, member, pastor, or whatever. Somewhere, somewhere you can go where you feel safe to talk about like whatever's bothering you or your innermost secrets or whatever. Have whatever you know uh, floats your boat or whatever have you, you know. But I think that. Slowly, I think it's becoming more acceptable, but it still needs to be embraced a little bit more, you know? Like, well, it's it's rough because I feel like there's a very thin line between people being vulnerable and just being straight up pussies. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, let's get into that. What do you think that line is? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like people, this generation whines a fucking lot. And it's like, I agree. C- certain things aren't that big of a deal. And it's like, why are we complaining about this? It's like, just like, never mind. I'm not going to go out. I, I'm not going to do I mean, it. I agree, <laughs> but at the same token, like, what's not a big deal to me could be like the end of the world for somebody else. Yeah, like, if you miss, 
I apologize in advance <laughs> for anyone who I'm about to offend. Oh, boy. It is in no way a personal attack against you or how you feel. It's just how I view it in my personal experience. Have we met? I might feel a little differently. But right now, as at the recording of this time, if you are, if your pronouns are they, and you look like a she, I'm calling you a she. Who? How? It's not even casual. I could be like, hey, they, they, come here, they, like you're a person. You're not they. You're she or he. Uh, like they, I don't. No, I'm not doing they them. Like that's it so uncomfortable. Sense. It's not natural. It makes sense. It's actually in the dictionary. I actually read that the other day. You can what, actually call use they a singular pronoun. Wait, wait, what? They said that. It's in the dictionary, I swear it. It's in Webster's Dictionary. Is it because they changed it? Or is it? It's always been a thing. It's actually been a thing before, like, how can I say this? Like, during the, I want to say the 17th century. Because you can actually refer to, like, for example, when you talk about property, oh, that's theirs. Right? You could be talking about one person when you say that. So it's actually pretty common to use they in... Like with, with what we would normally use as um, a, a pronoun describing like a group of people or multiple people, you can actually use it for a singular person. Is it similar to y'all? Was it taught like that? Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, y'all would be like an informal way of saying it, but yeah, it could be similar to that. Okay. See, sometimes I'm just ignorant. So I mean, I'm always open to changing, but at the time, I that's just how I felt. No, Not I can say that. Not because, like, what I feel like what you feel is stupid. I just personally don't feel like I should have to change my entire way of life because this would make you more comfortable. You just got to understand that one friend you just fucking suck it up with because I'm not trying to do it to offend you. This is just how I'm talking to you. That was all. I mean, that's things like that. I mean, there's other things. I mean, in the sense, some people can say black people are a little bit too sensitive or pussies when it comes to certain things. I agree. Um, like, there's certain things that black people like, say, and I'm just what? like, eh, just like relax. We can't, end on, we can't end on that note. You got to elaborate that. <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of like a certain thing right well, at the you moment. Just did bad. But when I see it, the next time I no, see no. it, I'll you bring did, it to y'all attention. You did bad just now. I did not do bad. <laughs> I can't. I can comfortably say there's some shit that black people just want to fucking complain about that you shouldn't be complaining about. Like what? I can't think of the topic right so now. Nothing. But when I do see it, I will bring it to your attention. So I can't... you brought up something you can't even elaborate <laughs> on right now. Like, why I'm in natural talk? conversation. There's a lot of things that you'll bring up in natural conversation. You'll be like, I know what I'm talking about, but I can't tell you exactly what it is that I'm referencing at the time because I can't recall a certain, you know, Time. Okay. Listen, all I know is that as we go on, if I'm going to keep thinking about it, I'll bring it up when I figure it out. Is that is that fair? Is that fair? To be continued, we're bringing this up next podcast. It's going to be no. It's not going to be next podcast. It's going to be this podcast. As we continue, I'm going to be thinking. So we can move on to Sherry Richardson in the Shikari. Or see, I don't even know her name. (laughs) Sherry Richardson. Oh my God! Shikari you're Richardson, you're doing, you're doing us a disservice, man. <laughs> I'm not doing us a disservice. I'm being honest. Let's go on with the topic. Honest disservice. Okay, that's fair. We'll meet in the middle. <clears throat> no, no, <laughs> no. All right. So, a young woman 
was I believe she broke the uh, the record for what the sprint? Hundred meter, four hundred meter sprint. Hundred meter dash. Hundred meter dash. Moving like she I would is, say grass, but grass goes kind of slow. She um, is officially, I think, the fastest woman in the world by race time standards. But then the Tokyo Olympics discovered she smoked a little bit of the sticky icky ooh wee Mary Jane. The devil's and lettuce. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and he, they said, not here. And they uh, revoked her, you know, ticket to the Olympics and participating in any event because she was also supposed to run the relays. She's supposed to do the 400 meter relays. That's what it Indeed. was. And they took that away from her. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I think this might be one of the topics where I can say I think some uh, people something. overreacted. Yeah. Uh, how? Let's go. Just go. <laughs> okay. I feel like. Um... Right now, especially right now in 2021, that that shouldn't be a rule anymore. One, because weed is legal in multiple, multiple states. Okay, this is um, a international event where a lot of countries frown upon the use of marijuana. She didn't smoke in those countries. So Okay, but it's still an international event. And knowing as a professional that you're about to participate, probably the highest way you can represent your country in your sport you still i understand she also lost her mother so condolences to that and maybe that was her coping mechanism but at the same time as a professional athlete on the way to the olympics you know what the rules are and they're not going to change they're not going to flex why would you take that opportunity or think have a lapse in judgment to put yourself in a position i mean kudos to her she she took credit for it immediately and she didn't try to downplay it or try to dismiss it. She understood, you know, she understood that she messed up and that she needs to be, you know, penalized accordingly. Uh, when they removed her from the, the meters, the, the relay, I did not agree with it. Because that was an event that took place later on and they would have gave her time, I think, for the drugs to clear her system. And they could have retested her and she would have been able to show up for the, the relay. Um, being, her being suspended from the one event, I agree with. Because you, even though it doesn't, it's not a performing enhancement, you know, drug or anything like that. She did violate the rules, so you do have to be penalized for <clears throat> something. You can't just get it off scot free just because you know majority of the country feels like weed should be legal. There's a standard, and you have to meet it. Uh, okay, I I agree with everything you said too, because I think there's a lot to unpack other than the fact that yo, why yeah. they just suspended her for weed? Yeah. Like there's rules in place, and as a professional and as an Olympic athlete, you know what those rules are. She broke the rules, so she has to pay the consequences, unfortunately. You hate to see it, but that's how the rules are. Do I think that the IOC, um, the International Olympic Committee, needs to change and needs to grow with the times? Absolutely. Yes. Because, like, you look at Congress, they're trying to pass a bill that federally, you know, legalizes weed, whatever have you. That weed is not a performance-enhancing drug. Personally, if I'm the rest of those athletes that were running against her and I knew she was high, I'd pretty much feel like shit. But <laughs> no, I'm serious. You it's like no, no. That's, you that's run bad. against a person. It's like, dude, I'm so fucking stoned. Like, and I fucking lost against you. Like, really? <laughs> but at the same token, you know, it is a banned substance, and I get it. You know, I don't want to see it, but you know, they can't bend that rule for just one athlete. One person. But I will say this: 
Michael Phelps, when he was winning all those gold medals and partying in the Olympics or whatever have you, on the Olympic uh, town or whatever have you, I can't remember the um, place those Olympics took place, whatever have you, he was photographed with a bomb. So it's like, I don't think he would be photographed with that for kicks and giggles, you know? What was he doing over there? So it's like, like I, I, it's a lot, I think, to speculate on as well. Like, I'm not going to like the, the, the International Olympic Committee does have a history, especially when it comes to drug testing, I think, to turning a blind eye to certain athletes and not mm-hmm. necessarily acknowledging everything that a drug test, you know, um, pulls up. You know, and it was the- also interesting that they had banned like a swimming cap uh, yeah. for people yeah, to have. I, uh, I was like, OK, it that's just, a little. It just seems really stuffy, like. It is. That's it just seems really stuffy. It's like it's like Wimbledon. Like everybody has to wear like I remember Serena Williams got into like a it was like a minor spat with like the like officials of Wimbledon because she didn't yeah. wear all white. It's like, why is this a fucking rule? Like it just seems really stuffy. Like I, I like weed is not a performance enhancing drug. And I understand that her mom passed away and it, like you said it was her coping mechanism to deal with that. And I understand that wholeheartedly. And I also understand that as an athlete, she does need to follow the rules. But at the same time, like... To suspend her indefinitely, I, I think it's bullshit. I think it's... I think it's too hard yes. to a punishment. I agree. And I also think that the IOC needs to change with the times. Like, there's so many other sports, not only in America, but abroad, that are, like, um, man, like not mandating, but, legal, like, legalizing the use or not necessarily penalizing for the use of marijuana for self-medication. So it's like, I think that the fact that the IOC even has this stature in place for marijuana is just so like archaic, which means it's really old and outdated. Like I think it's, I think they just need to change with the times. Like the fact that they even still have this rule for this one particular drug, it'd be one thing if she was like high on Coke or something like that. She's out running everything. Fine. You penalize her and suspend her for that because that's a felony drug, you know? Plus, it probably would enhance her performance. Like, <laughs> but you know, for for marijuana, it's like I I just don't see it. Like, they really need to change that rule. I just imagine somebody running off code. <laughs> oh man, it'd be the fastest thing. Like, oh, I thought I heard the I thought I heard the gun, and they still they just run it before anybody even starts. They run it before the gun even goes off. Right. That's <laughs> what. <laughs> All right, look, this is a serious topic. But, yes, but, but they, this is one of the things where I felt like people were like, oh, they only did this because she's black, like yada, yada, yada. Sometimes you just you just broke the rules. And, yes, like you may feel strongly that she should not have been penalized or whatever, but it doesn't make it a racial situation. I mean, I'm uh, not saying this to play devil's advocate. The I, Like, again, the IOC has a history of being shady. Yes. Like athletes do not normally get celebrated at the Olympics. Yes. There's a bigger track record of the IOC turning a blind eye for certain things for yes. white athletes. I so agree. I think they, to me, like, to say but that. This one's I, pretty cut and dry. It is. But there's, like, to me, anytime when it involves a minority of any sort, I'm not saying that they made their decision because of race. I'm not saying that. But there is a racial component here. Yes, possibly. There is a racial component here. Like, they they recently... Possibly. Right. They recently... I mean, we can't for sure say that. 
No, I'm not saying that, that and, and I'm not saying for sure that they did this decision I because am. of race. We can't 100% say it. We can, uh, again, speculate and assume well, based well, off the track record and the trends that they already have, but we cannot say for sure well, I mean, that this was Mayshree Molina. But that's Mayshree my point. Molina. Based on those track records and trends, you can't necessarily also give them that benefit of the doubt. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing in school, bro? Yes. What? What you mean? What about weed? What? How to buy weed? No, I said what? I said <laughs> what about weed? What are you talking about? What do you mean if no, they teach me like, in school? If, you, if the trends are all pointing. If it's quacking like a duck <laughs> and it looked like a duck. It's a fucking duck. It could still be an owl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a goose. It could yeah. be an owl. Maybe it's a confused cat. I don't know. <laughs> Surrounded, I, I swear. Um, <laughs> all right, talking about uh, idiots. Uh, Bismarcky was just uh, pronounced dead. Oh, oh wait a minute. I don't, I don't like that segue at all. What are you talking about, idiot? <laughs> yeah, because people are saying that Bismarcky is dead. He's not dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the people and not Bismarcky. Yeah, talking like, about idiots. Bismarcky. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a bad segue, man. That's the worst segue you did on this podcast, man. Hey, just because you like the beatbox, that's fucked up. No, I meant like the idiots were saying he was dead. I said, speaking of idiots, people were saying recently Bismarcky died or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you didn't say that, nigga. You said, okay, Bismarcky. Whoa. Bismarcky is not an idiot, he's a legend. There we go. I do not think Bismarck is an idiot. But the people who keep prematurely killing people before they die, actually die, they're idiots. Yes. Like they killed DMX before he actually died. Even though it might have been true, it was not officially put out. You can't just keep saying people are dead before they're dead. It's not. It's, it's rude. Um, and in some instances, they might be dead, uh, i.e. The, uh, the Kobe thing. TMZ had the news before Vanessa Bryant did. And that's very tasteless to break, a, you know, break news like that without, you know, informing the family first or allowing the family I'm, to at least put something together, some kind of statement or something like that, the, the respect. I'm glad so. that you said that because I was going to talk about Kobe Bryant's situation, not because of Kobe Bryant, though, because of you guys remember the one other person that they said was on that plane with Kobe Bryant. And, and a lot of people heard that and was like on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever have you, saying, oh, Kobe Bryant and this other person was on the helicopter that fateful day. Rick Fox? Rick Fox, yeah. yeah. Rick Fox. A lot of people were reporting like, oh, Rick Fox was on the helicopter too. And I was watching the next day. I, I, I was off of work. I'll never forget that. I was off of work and I watched Inside the NBA because they, they aired a special where they were remembering the legacy of Kobe Bryant, and Rick Fox was there. And Kenny Smith was talking about like how he would invite Rick Fox to his basketball camp because they went to the same school. They both went to North Carolina. And Kenny Smith like heard that Rick Fox – like he heard the reports that Rick Fox was on the plane, and he texts Rick Fox, just say hey. And Rick Fox texted him back, and he said like at that moment he broke down and like he screamed, like he broke down in tears and everything. Like what you were saying just now, like the race for reporters to be first with news and stuff like that. 
you just don't know. Like he said, you just don't know what it puts like the people that they're close to, what that puts them through. And especially like when it's a false report, like Rick Fox was completely safe. I'm assuming at home or doing whatever he does, you know, and so many people and outlets were like, Oh, Rick Fox was also on that helicopter. I can only imagine what his immediate family was going through hearing that. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like like yeah. Yeah, yeah shit like that, you should be able to that should definitely be a suitable offense. Um libel is this uh uh not true. Yeah, I that has to be like is that like following like defamation maybe? No, libel. It's a Li- written liability. Uh, Slander is spoken, libel is written. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Webster Dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, (laughs) do any expounding on that? I mean, it's not, I mean, I feel like we covered everything just with those. Yeah, stop doing it, people. If you're one of those people to do it, just don't do it. And yeah, wait for the family or some legitimate source. To confirm the report before you go tweeting or posting R.I.P. blah blah blah. Like they keep trying to kill Betty White. Let this woman live. <laughs> Betty White and Jackie Chan, bro. They let yeah, this woman yeah, live. Like, Jackie Jet Chan Lee. died like five times in Jet Li. Jet Li was um, like in poor health for like so many years. I saw Jet Li the other day. I was like, he's in better shape than me. <laughs> Is he in the movie? It's a low bar, but, you know. I think he's in uh, Shang-Chi. I think so. I feel like he's in Shang-Chi. He's in some type of big project that's coming up. Let's, we have I, I, if he's not, I 100% apologize, and I do not think he's in the movie just because of his background. I would. I just thought I heard his name mentioned with Shang-Chi. I'm just going to move off the topic now. Um, <laughs> oh, but he is in Mulan. You said Mulan? He's in Mulan? He is in Mulan. <laughs> Maybe I'm confusing it with Mulan. Maybe. Awkward. Um, yeah, <laughs> now, moving on. <clears throat> um, returning to work after the pandemic. Things are slowly but surely getting back to normal in Can America. Okay, quickly getting back to normal in America. Some other countries are going through lockdowns again and experiencing spikes, i.e., you know, Tokyo. They're even considering uh, having no spectators at the Olympics because of the recent spikes. They aren't. Um, There's, they already, there won't be anybody. Where? At the Olympics, right? They already yeah, confirmed yeah. that? Because of the yeah, okay. spike that's going on in Japan, they've, they've confirmed that. All right. So, <clears throat> speaking of people getting back to work, uh, we have a residential expert right here in our own midst who's uh been with a company that's experienced the ups and the downs during the pandemic which is amc <laughs> dells like, please is it chris or is it me i, I was like i didn't know where you were going with that either I was like, <laughs> um well uh my job during the pandemic uh i wouldn't say we fully recovered um, but we are moving to a recovery. Um, your, was, your industry is very important. My industry. And I needed to stay to you. Yes. And many, to many families, a lot of people. Yes. Not just me. Um, I will say that at the beginning of the pandemic, 
everyone was concerned about us closing because they still wanted to watch movies. Then when we closed, everyone was like shocked, like, oh, no, why this? And then it got bad in the country and everybody stayed home. And then I want to say probably like January 2021. February 2021, when I'll be like walking outside my building, checking on my building, people will be like, oh, you guys opening soon? You opening soon? You opening soon? And I feel like that was a sign that people miss normality more so than anything. So I feel like the movie theater business is basically just a sense of normalcy for people. Um, It was crappy um, going through a pandemic in the movie theaters. Uh, they cashed out all my fucking sick time, my vacation time, because uh, they didn't know when we were opening back again. So then have me come back in a month. But um, a lot of people I do know um, were jobless for like a year, like a whole year, um, which was pretty wild. And um, on the road to recovery, I will say. Even though the country is moving in the right direction, well, in the direction to being back to normal, people are still hesitant. But that could just be my experience in New York because us New Yorkers are pretty uh, safer people. I don't know how it is in Florida. Um, <laughs> the wild, wild west. Absolutely nothing has changed in Florida ever. <laughs> COVID it, never started. COVID never existed in Florida. Maybe for like a week. But after that week, people were like, oh, fuck this. I'm going outside without a mask. You can't tell me I can't wear, I don't I have to wear a mask. This is America, and I have liberties. Uh, that was no. It's not like Stan Marsh from South Park. I thought you were in America. I don't know about I thought this was America. It's a good Me personally, um, Part of me, part of me, uh, wants to kind of go back to like the beginning of COVID, not like the deaths, but like the, how quiet and how everyone was like home. The highways were open. Oh, well, speaking of my industry, uh, uh, I'm a government employee. Um, uh, we 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 never stopped working. Uh, I never had a uh. Uh, furlough or anything like that. So I've been working constantly for the whole time. Um, but I enjoyed. So I know he how open, works, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed how open the highways were. It was like no traffic. No one was anywhere. It was. It was. It was nice. It was nice. These are um, trivial responses to a pandemic. The <laughs> I mean, I'm just speaking on the other, the other side of it. Um, yes, people were dying in these times of every there being no traffic, but it was nice that there was no traffic, and I I enjoyed seeing all the news reports about I kind of like nature returning, like the oceans were getting clearer, the skies were getting clearer, um, animals were starting to like come out of the woods and like just frolic in the streets well, because no one was outside. Safe. But it's nice because this world honestly belongs to them, and here we are. You know, destroying it with our industrial like mentality, in a sense. Says the government employee. <laughs> anyway, I just think I. All right, just want to go that way. 
never mind. <laughs> I just think it's just weird how um I don't know. I just how simple life got at a, at at that moment. Um, it just made you sit down. It kind of made you sit down and reflect. Like, are the things that we value as a society all that important? Like all those people that used to come into the office for work, these companies are now realizing they could just stay home and maybe come in once a week. Um, a lot more people are getting to spend more time with their. They're seeing their families more. Um, people are realizing, you know, why do I want to work at this job and get paid this little bit of money when I on I was on unemployment? I was getting paid more money to do nothing. So it's like, why return back to this job where I'm putting in like 70 hours a week and I'm only getting like a thousand dollar a week paychecks and things like that. So it, I, it was bad for the fact that, you know, a lot of lives were lost. We were spreading this disease. Uh, a lot of people weren't taking it serious, but it was good in the fact that it, I feel like it kind of woke up. I, I want to say in a sense, I think we might be on the brink of in a, like a, a worker's revolution in a sense. Um, I think we're going to be beginning to see a lot more like uh, uh, rallies when it comes to wages, um, maternity leave, things like that, how America approaches things like that, because there's a lot of countries that um, that do not operate like America and that did uh, that were able to return, you know, open things up a lot quickly there. I don't know if necessarily their economies. I don't think anybody's economy is really fully restored. But they were able to, you know, people were able to stay home. They got paid. They were getting vouchers to get groceries, things like that. Um, like places like Spain, they did things like that. And it's like, here we are, you know, the richest country in America, you know, uh, richest country in the world being America. And we we were arguing over whether or not to give citizens money to pay bills. <laughs> so it's like, it, it was, I think it was kind of like an awakening for the middle class and i mean that middle class there's really no middle class like the lower class and the upper class because there is no middle class in reality in america and it's crazy because i'm watching the inflation go up and like the wages aren't meeting the pay and i don't think you can ever really make i don't think like people say that like oh we need to make the minimum wage meet the rate of inflation but they're just gonna keep going up because they're they're gonna have to find the money from somewhere somebody's gotta pay it so I think we're on the path of maybe correcting things like that, like the economy in a real sense. But it could either go really bad or really good. I, I think will, it's going to go really bad. I will say, but, I will say that being an employee for a company that I did feel the same way you felt in the beginning. Um, but as we got further and further into the recovery state, I feel like people are now like before september gets here are like mad dash for a job it's not like the same i don't i i will say that the restaurant industry is probably fucked but with like waiters and waitresses because that's fucking ridiculous and i feel like a lot of people are like i'm not doing that ever yeah fast food yeah i don't know if you saw seen those videos of like people like quitting not doing that like burger king mid mid shift it, it was like, like the whole staff were right were yeah it was out. some staff somewhere i can't remember i just read that too like some staff entire staff just walked out i think during the shift 
That's why. Because they were just like, I'm not, I'm not getting paid enough to do this. And like there was a, uh, we had ordered uh, Domino's a couple weeks ago, and it was like going on an hour and a half, and they still haven't delivered the pizza. So we like call, and we're like, yo, like where's the pizza? And they're like, oh, we've been trying to reach you. Okay, that's a lie. You know, you just got to say that to the cover face. Like, no, y'all didn't. And they're like, well, look, we don't, we don't have a driver to deliver the pizza. So my wife had to go to the store. When she got to the store, there's only two people working there. And the manager of the store was like, look, I, we, we were like, we're backed up. We don't have drivers. He's like, he felt so bad that he gave like us all the food free. He gave us two free drinks, two brownie cakes. Whoa. Um, How is he supposed Yeah, he was just like, he was just like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm just, I don't hear. Just like, I'm sorry. And then, like, some other guy was in there, you know, kind of taking advantage of it. Like, oh, go give me that, too. Give me that soda, too. And it's like, look, this guy's just kind of like, you know, like, look, I feel bad. There's really nothing I can do. Here, just take it. Just take it. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. We ain't never seen times like this. So, there's nothing in the handbook of Domino's that says how to handle this. So, it's just, I think. Underemployed? Yeah, under understaffed and overworked. And it's like. We're we're really on the brink of seeing something, yeah, something, something serious. And I don't, I don't know if the co- I think the companies kind of have an idea of what's coming, but I don't think they understand like the the volume at which it's about to come at them and the intensity, because people don't give a fuck anymore at this point. They're like, I'm gonna get what I think we deserve, and that there's no there's no middle ground. Chris, would you like to elaborate? Um, well, my personal experience with everything, um, I worked for a company that furloughed me. Um, I work in a uh, arena, and I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially because they just released their whole new social media policy. But <laughs> with that said, um, I got furloughed. When was that? I want to say the end of May. And I literally filed for employment, unemployment the same day they told us that. Um, so I haven't personally been hurting because I've, I've had unemployment to fall back on. Plus, I had my own little nest egg saved up. Uh, we've had that conversation off air, off the record, but I don't mind sharing that with other people. Uh, so I was prepared for most things. Not that I you know, happened to magically see a pandemic coming and shutting down most of the world. But <laughs> in comparison to most people, I, I had a little bit of something to fall back on. With that said, um, my time during the pandemic, I was, I, I've learned to be more appreciative of the little things that work in my favor in life. Um, I reflect very often that one of my biggest decisions is what I will wear to go outside. And I cross reflect that with the fact that at least I have clothing to wear outside and I have a roof over my head and I have people that I can talk to about most things that are bothering me. You know, there's a lot of people out in the world that don't have these things and the pandemic has exacerbated that. Um, As far as my opinion on things getting back to normal, um, I can only be optimistic. You know, I hope that people are continuing to take this seriously. Um, I hope that people are continuing to actually research what's going on rather than going to their idiot friend on social media who happens to find a meme that agrees with whatever narrative that they subscribe to. Um, 
read medical journals that are peer reviewed. You know, don't just go on social media or some gut feeling because you don't trust something. Like I love people who say that like I have no problem against somebody who won't take the vaccine because they're skeptical or whatever have you. Fine. If you're skeptical about what's going into your body, you should be because it's something that's fairly recently made and whatever have you. And I, I can understand that. But don't say that somebody's like putting a microchip into your freaking body when you're carrying around a cell phone and you give the government your social security number to file your taxes. It's stupid. But with that said, like, I hope people continue to take the uh, even like the uh, tail end of the pandemic very seriously, because I think especially in this country, America, I think that we live with an attitude like when we see things that happen in other countries we live with the attitude like, oh, that'll never happen over here. You know, it can happen again. Like this, this really yeah. can happen again if this shit gets out of control. So I really hope people are taking this seriously. You know, don't just, you know, because they're lifting off some standards or whatever have you, don't just go all willy nilly, you know, and just hang out wherever you can. Still be very cautious, you know, be very mindful. Continue to wash your hands and stuff like that when you come into your house. You should be doing that anyway. It shouldn't have took a pandemic to open that up to people. <clears throat> I think you're already a little too late. It's a lot, it's, the parties are back. Like the no, they're like going off. Like no one, nothing ever happened. I mean, the parties clubs are full. The restaurants doing that during full. the pandemic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. But now it's like more. It's really in swing now. Yeah, I went yeah, to like, um, a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, actually, on like two weeks ago Friday, I went to a bar, and this was this was like the first like place i went to like since they lifted like some of those mandates and stuff and it was packed and i never felt more awkward in my entire life and like i was going to see people who i knew like a bunch of people but it still was like really super awkward to be in a space it's a not a huge bar like it's a dive bar but it was packed and it was like i was a little little uncomfortable being in a space with so many people so I think that's going to, like, for me personally, it's going to take me a little bit while longer to warm up to being around, like, people in confined spaces. And I want to say it was, like, 100, like, at minimum 100 people in this bar. Like, so. Yeah, like, I'd be cool, like, outside I, I, events, inside events. Right. Like, mm, mm, like we got to share the same air? Like, nah, bro, I don't know you. That's a lot. Plastic cups. So do you, how do you feel about the mask-free options at, uh, that they're putting in place now. Do you feel like people should still be wearing masks? What do you think? Well, do I mean, like, oh. No, no, no. You first. I feel like <clears throat> we should be at a point. Like, do you think people should wear masks in the movie theater? No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, my 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 theory on masks is now is like, hey, the country offered you a solution to where you shouldn't need a mask. So you have the option to either get the vaccine or not. If you decide to make the grown-up decision to not wear a mask and not be vaccinated, then that is your choice. Um, I have no problem with it. I mean, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to wear my mask. If I go somewhere, I'm probably going to have my mask on because I'm protecting me rather than I'm here to protect the world. And that's that's where I'm at now because there's there's... You have too many. You, it's, there's things you can do to prevent it from killing you. So, like, for you to make that decision, that's on you. 
And that's where I'm at with the mask policy. So, I mean, if the CDC says no mask, no mask. And I feel like before the CDC even announced anything, it was like, hey, you were either going to wear a mask or you're not. Like, honestly speaking, like, no one's policing it. No one's been policing it. So, what's the huge deal? Like, eh. I am happy those videos are over. Like, your mask? Where your put mask? Your, yeah, put your mask on. Why you have your mask? I'm, I'm so happy those over. Those I mean, are getting kind of old. For for me personally, like I agree with Dallas wholeheartedly. Like I'm glad that it's an option. Like me personally, I continue to wear a mask outside. Whoever have I do not. I do not. Well, you're from I'm Florida. Like that. Um, I'm not from Florida. <laughs> I live. Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I still continue to wear a mask. Um, not only for my own personal safety, but for the personal safety of others. You know, I fun fact: know people who are immunocompromised um, for various things, uh, more than one person. So, God forbid, I come into contact with somebody and they get some type of residual sickness or whatever have you, because I'm carrying some type of uh, antibody, or I happen to come in contact with somebody and I don't get sick myself. But I wear it not only for my own safety, but for the safety of others too. And I'm glad that it's an option. You know, if you feel comfortable not wearing a mask or whatever have you, more power to you. Hope you don't get sick. Um, but for me, I just want to make sure that I'm protected so I continue to wear a mask. So it makes me feel comfortable. I don't mind wearing it. So that's where I'm at. All right. Well. Yeah, I'll be out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say something about yeah, the mask. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm one of those people that are in. I'm just ready to just move on. Right, Floridian. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, yes, it's still a serious thing, but I mean, at this point, uh, like you guys said, if you decide you don't want to wear a mask and not get vaccinated, uh for lack of a better words, if you die, you die. Um, you, it's like wearing, like going on a motorcycle without a helmet. Like you're taking that. There's a risk. Yeah. Like, you know what the risk is. So the risk. Yeah. If like, you just start dropping. I'm out of here. I just, I'm just ready to, you know, for things to open back up. I, um, I hate the people like not to cut you off. I hate the people that say like, well, if you catch it, you're not going to die anyway. That doesn't mean I want to fucking catch it. Yeah, like it's like that's like nobody acts to catch the flu. Like you're more likely because of medical technology where we are now. Like this isn't like the 16th century. Like if I get the flu, the, the possibility of me dying from the flu is very slim. That doesn't mean I want to catch the flu. Yeah, I caught the flu once. It ain't fun. You know, the flu wiped me out, man. Y- yeah, bro, you yeah. you don't want it. <laughs> You can't even. I was fat when I caught the flu. I, I lost all that weight. Bro, it's the worst. Well, probably not. Too in, in some cases, it, your job might not pay you for your sick days because you don't have any. And there's that. That did, yeah. So I mean, that's me. Hey, I have two sick days. A, there's a financial component to getting sick, people. Since we opened. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Nelly. <laughs> sounds like you need. To. Gazy, man. Sounds like you need to be part of this workers' revolution. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> I'm totally down. Um, <laughs> Movie theater domination. <laughs> I don't know if you AMC know. up. Two episodes ago, I said, fuck my job. It's still fuck my job. 
for real. All right. Hopefully they don't see this. I don't yeah, give social media press. All right. Uh, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts, uh, closing arguments, things like that? Um, I just worked a 12-hour shift for the job that I don't want to be at. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about your job. <laughs> the job that he loves. <laughs> um, it pays him handsomely. Mm-hmm. With great I benefits. Pay me enough, and that's probably why I don't want to be there. A lot of benefits. A lot of benefits. They took my benefits. <laughs> they, they gave it. They paid me out um, bi-weekly, and then when I came back, they didn't say, hey, we know we made you use just your hours, but here you go. Like, here. It was like, no, accumulate starting from zero. So then, you know. A lot of people in that company came up on the stock world, and the little the little guys like me didn't get nothing. Not a bonus, not a thank you for keeping our buildings up, not a dollar. Not cent. a now, not a now, not, not, not even now. some sick time. It's all I, if they would have gave me like my vacation time back, like here's two weeks of vacation back, I'd be fine. I'd be we're in, we're in a rant, folks. We are fully in a rant. <laughs> yeah. <I'm in> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm, are you, I'm are you sure? Yeah. I'm tired. I had a long day. I'm, yeah. Long days yeah, will do that to you, man. I've been, everybody's yeah. been there before. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody's no, not you. So, not recently. Not, not yeah. You, you don't, you don't need to say that. You sweat and toil at work. Um, I do sweat. Because it's hot. <laughs> <at work. laughs> but, um, if I had to give a shout out to one person, um, shout out to Dell's grandma. Um, I'm not going to go into uh, uh, too many details for those who, you know, if you know the situation, you know, I'm not going to go into too many personal details. But um, speaking for myself, and I know speaking for our friend group as well, I'm very appreciative of the time that your grandmother and the hospitality that your grandmother has given us. You know, I lost my grandmother at very young age. I lost my grandmother at age six. And I can honestly say that your family in particular has been very welcoming to uh, not only me, but everybody in our friend group. And I've always been appreciative of that. I know I speak for everybody when I say um, thank you so much to your family, especially your grandma, just for yeah. showing us hospitality and being like family to us and pretty much taking us in like kind of as her own because God knows what we could have got into as kids out on the street. So there, I know there was a lot of a lot of nights where she didn't want to put up with us, but it was much sa- a much safer alternative just being in her home, cutting up and playing video games, yeah. talking with each other, and playing cards, and to be out on the street. So all she wanted to do was go to the store for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, just go to the store. All right, bet whatever you want, Grandma. <laughs> Absolutely. As long I mean, as you don't make that. noise. Um, yeah. yeah. After a certain time, just be quiet. I mean, yes, you guys are quiet. Right. was always fucking Tyshawn. Like, Tyshawn, shut the hell up. <laughs> bro. Bro. She's going to kick, kick us out. I was watching, I was watching um, some, like, I, I was on YouTube earlier this morning. I couldn't sleep. I woke up really super early. And I, 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 I came across, like, this prank war between this couple. And, like, all the pranks were, like, almost involved them waking up. I just reminisced to like how many pranks y'all used to play on him. I had nothing to do with it. 
I wanted to say that now. How many pranks y'all used to play on him when he was asleep? Like you guys like would draw on it. I, I feel did like it was so. him. <laughs> it was every well, it was it was, it was mostly it was tone. And tone. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's definitely mostly less. You guys used to draw on him and like I think somebody held a water balloon over him and poked it with a pen. Well, BJ did the worst thing. <laughs> I don't remember what I did. Nuts for no reason. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I remember that. Why you did that. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up slow. Kudos to him. As, as he always did. He woke up slow. And then go right back to sleep. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Shaving cream. Drawing I don't remember that. I don't remember, remember that. I, I don't remember that. I remember that. I don't know how y'all remember that. I, I don't remember. remember that. I remember that day thinking he wasn't human because he, he no sold it. He just woke up like, and then he fell back to sleep. And I'm right like, he's, he, he's not made of this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I'm made of, built of, he's not built of. He's much stronger than I am. So, good times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that I guess that's it. That's it. All right, thanks, family and friends. This has been episode six of Views from Drew. Thank you to all my Catch you later. Also, oh, oh, that took a lot longer. <laughs>